what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? It is Grown Manish Podcast. I am throwing the alley up to my brother. Multi fresh in the building. Fr- 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 fresh. <laughs> hey man. Good with you, brother. Hey man, chilling, man. We just, you know, talking off off the mic, man, about this depressing ass week this week, man. It's it's been a wild, crazy week, man. But uh um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we jump into that, because I know it's 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 gonna be a lot that we talk about. So, you know, in this episode some grown, but I do wanna bring some bright spots. I need to I need to shout out a couple of people, man. I need to shout out both of my brothers, man. I had one brother turn 20 this week, man. 20, my younger oh, brother. Oh, man, the dude used to, used to be out wearing his diapers and no damn clothes on. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. And there's tons of pictures of him like it too, brother. So uh, shout out to my youngest brother, E. He turned 20 this week, man. So, you know, we enjoy some some good conversation and all that jazz. But, you know, he 20, so he, he was out doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I want to give a shout out to my other brother, one of my middle brothers, man. He got his first ride this week, man. Got him a whip. Nice, uh, that, that all black on black boy, man. He got riding clean, brother. So definitely proud of him and the things he's, you know, doing and, and, and kind of, you know, trajecting his life and that sort of stuff, man. So I definitely wanted to shout out both of my brothers, you know, my blood brothers and just say, you know, proud of y'all young cats and, and definitely want to continue to see y'all do the things that y'all do and, and live it up, man. So I wanted to get, I wanted to start a show off on a, on a really high note, because that's a high note for me. And and, I, and honestly, and obviously for Mike J too, Mike J is my brother. He knows my family through and through. So wanted to get a high note started off because we, we got some good stuff to talk about, but we got some serious stuff to talk about too, like to, to Mike J's point. Yeah, no doubt, man. So I guess getting to the serious stuff, uh, I mean, this, you know, there's mass shootings been going around the country. I think it's been 45 and 33 45. days or but it hit close, it hit close to home, man. It hit in Indianapolis. And you know, we're we're both from Indianapolis, Indiana. And there is a FedEx the other day. There was a, a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And f- both of us know people who work at FedEx. Yeah. Like FedEx is one of those employees that everybody knows some UPS, FedEx, everybody knows somebody who works at those places. So both sides. It's kind of like before we, you know, first we wanted like really just, you know, rest in peace and rest in power to the to the victims of this, like heinous crazy act man uh yeah i mean we've had this conversation times on this podcast but it's a lot yeah man let's say to my j's point rest rest in power to to those that lost their lives uh and and praise and blessings to their families and friends that have been affected to it co-workers you know people saw some stuff that they should never see you know when you when you're in the workplace you know you shouldn't see any 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 time but man just sending a lot of prayers to those folks man and I read a report, and I read this on CNN. I read it on in the New York Times and a couple other places reported on it. Where um, the individual who committed this act, his name is Brandon Hole, um, but the report said that his mom, uh, back in March of 2020, actually reported him to the local authorities as well as the FBI, and said that she had concerns um, that he would do something like this. And to quote, said. He wants to have he wants to experience suicide by cop, um, which oh means, God. yeah, that's 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 exactly the way it was reported from per his mother. Uh, he he's want he wants to attempt and and have suicide by cop. Suicide by cop is committing an act um, so as to where the law enforcement will come out and they want to engage in some sort of gun battle or some sort of uh, interaction with the police where the police take their life. Um, so. I don't know if it's kind of like a martyr thing or just, you know, wanting to be 
um, recognized for something like that. But it's but it's it puts a it puts a, a perspective on mental health and that sort of thing. But so th that was one part of what I've seen come out thus far about this. The other part that I've seen come out is that uh, once this was reported, um, the local law enforcement and the FBI. Now this is a quote. Um, they, they stated, quote, FBI per, uh, uh, personnel, based on the items observed in the suspect's bedroom at the time that he was interviewed um, and at the time that uh, this was brought forward, quote, no racially motivated violent extremism or ideology was identified during the course of this of the assessment and no criminal criminal violation was found. So for me, one of the things that sparked that came in my mind, if if his mother reported this, now this is just bow tie fresh. Yeah. If his mother reported this, obviously there's some mental stuff going on. Obviously she has concern. But for the FBI's response to say we don't see any racially motivated uh, ideology, well, his mother didn't say anything about racially motivated ideology. His mother didn't state anything. She stated that she had concern about her son. So for me, for the FBI to come out with something like that, and then for his acts, for those who don't know, four of his victims were, were uh, individuals of the Sikh community. Yeah. So for me, it's like if the mother didn't say anything about it, about any racially, any racial stuff or extremism stuff. Why would you then put that in his head, FBI? What, what was your why would you even state something like that? Why are you looking for these type of things if she's saying my son has mental health issues, you know, to, again, Bowtie Fresh, to me, they were on opposite ends of the spectrum. I understand, like, this is something that they may have been looking for, but honestly, if she didn't report that, why would you then put that in this individual's mind who obviously has mental health issues? It was just concerning. It's a terrible situation all the way around, but it's just it's concerning. It's beyond concerning, and I was looking at this, you know, I was reading something about one of the victims, man. She's 19, and it's, I'm not people who know I'm not really an emotional type, man, but this is her, I think her first job. Mm -hmm. I think she just got her first check. Yep. Yep. And reading yeah. that, man, when I say it just this like it has hit my heart. And I've been I never worked at FedEx, but I worked at UPS. And I've I always thought like, man, somebody could come in here and like really do some damage because of the lack of security. If you're a part-time employee, you can't have your phone. And I couldn't imagine, like, we both knew people who worked at FedEx and you're trying to scramble, yeah. you know, scramble to make sure people are okay. And you can't get in contact with them because of this archaic rule of people can't have their phones. Right. I, I think just, another, another thing is, uh, and someone pointed it out that, that was a worker there and was there during all this, but they pointed it out is that if some of those facilities... As a as a team member, you're kind of not, you're at an extreme disadvantage um, in those scenarios because you could be loading a truck. There's tons of loud noise and machinery yeah. going on. It's kind of like spread out yet open to an extent. So the people were just describing it as like I didn't even realize there was gunfire until I saw people running and yelling and saying it, or I didn't even realize what was going on until like it was way after the fact. So, I mean, it's just one of those scenarios where obviously every job is different. We all have, you know, nuances to the role, but it's like, damn, for someone, that's what made him so massage. Some of these people never had a chance. You know what Not I mean? Not at all. They never stood a chance, man. And you know, somebody could have called now. You never know. We could play backyard detective all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's, to me, it's that. And it's also like, you know, you get a, this kid had a, I think he had a rifle 
and it's just yeah, like, they, yeah, they said a rifle. Of what some are we kind. gonna do? I mean, I know we've talked about it, but we we continue to have the same thing. These shootings occur and occur. We've had at least I know of two in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do about guns? And yeah. we can you get these little you know thoughts and prayers from politicians, but then the NRA has their hand in the pocket, so that they, they're gonna do anything. And I understand people want their guns. It's a constitutional right. Correct. Not everybody needs to have a gun. There needs yeah. to have some, some more, some more, some more, like the other countries, like we just talked about this on like a pie, like three pies ago. Yeah, like two or three we pies ago. We yep. keep saying the same thing. And yeah. I'm reading heartbreaking stories about 19-year-olds and 68-year-olds. And, you know, you, you kill four people out of a certain community. So were you trying to kill people who look like, I mean, you know, you, this is a yeah. lot. Yeah. And... Instead, and 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 from the Bowtie tie fresh, I have a lot of friends in many different communities, um, but I I happen to have a, a, quite a few friends in the C community, so I definitely want to send uh, my support and condolences publicly. Those folks I've talked to individually over the course of the last few days, but I want to publicly send my support and my solidarity with that community and the things they are being targeted just as much. And my jail talk and I will talk about this further in the episode, but different communities are being targeted for various reasons so i want to i want to both tie fresh publicly extend my solidarity to that community to that group i know this i know that there's individuals in that community that listen to our podcast they are my friends uh, like i said I sp- i've spoken to many of them privately but publicly this is my opportunity to use my platform to say we send a solidarity with you and, and we definitely will send our 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 deepest thoughts and prayers and sympathies to that group and and you know, just condone the behavior, man. It's 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 despicable. Uh, yeah, I mean that. That's the same thing, man. I I I know it's just I just it's beyond thoughts and prayers, man. It's just there's Absolutely. like a sickening wrench in my stomach, and it all and it's and so anytime this happens, but it's this. Then I'm not gonna lie, it's different when it's like home. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? This yeah, place so. is like three exits from maybe four from my house. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's it, it not not only not only uh, logistically, but the fact that you and I both have people that we know, loved yeah. ones, family, close people that we know that work at this facility, and and it is home. It's close to home. You know, you, you hate to see it at any time, but damn, it sure stings when it's closer to home than than what you know some of these others have been. Yeah. So. That's what's what's going on, man. So you know, we yeah. just thoughts and prayers to those individuals, and you know, and y'all pray. Everybody that's part of the grown man ish family. Pray for the city of Indianapolis. Mike J and I've talked about this a couple times too, man. Our our city is in a state of turmoil right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, you know, just just from just violence in general, gun violence. We've got a we live in a certain state that certain indiv- certain demographic of people feel a certain type of way about minorities and. So there's a lot of racial tension in this in this state, especially specifically in this city. So, hey, man, if, if y'all love us, we love y'all, man. Pray for our city. All right, man. So let's kind of change it up, man, before we kind of take the heaviness away, man. So the other day I was on Twitter and I seen something about Usher. And man, Usher, man, and I, Usher came in a strip club with his with, with the coming in America fund. He came with the Prince of King money, you know what I'm saying? And then was you know, he left it there, you know. Now I found out later, man, that Usher, it was he he gave, you know, he tipped and he, you know, he gave money and everything to the to the dancers and got bottle service and everything else, man. But if you had your own money, what type, what would you want on there? Would you want your face? Would you want a signal? Would you want a bow tie? What would you want on there? 
Yeah, I, I would definitely have my have my face in some like ill ass pose on the front, and then I would probably have like a, a bow tie with with some ill emblems like around it on the back. Uh, I don't I don't know what else I would have on it, but it would definitely consist of of those of those two things um, for sure. And I and I would I don't I would not make it like that funny money where it's like three sizes bigger than normal money. It would have to be the same size as like a like as a normal money or yeah, you're trying to you're trying to get the feds up on you <laughs> or i would do i would be i would be ill and have it like in the form of like a like a gold brick yeah. <laughs> or something you know what i mean like i would do something like that man what about you dog i'm, I'm if i had my own money you remember on common view melanie camacho when yeah. she's not them coochie coupons that's oh, how my that's how, that's how my damn money would look as soon as hey, as soon as you you know what i'm saying if i'm at the strip club coochie coupon <laughs> giving them bad boys out giving it up <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely be giving up in a nasty yeah, type of, in a my, nasty my type of way. Had, my, my handing out the dick deals. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's you. That's all you, baby. I am promising you the best seven minutes of your entire life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cream pie, all type of, all type of random things I'm gonna have on that mug, man. Oh damn. Yeah. Hey, you gonna you gonna be like pops on uh on uh, uh the Wayne brothers? Oh, I'm gonna get you get two of these. Yeah. Of these. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Two packs, extra, extra treatment. <laughs> two paps, two pumps. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the original black big papa pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm definitely, I definitely would be passing out the funny money like that to all the strippers, <laughs> all the <Man>. dancers, <laughs> all the hallmark. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. Man, I got. I got a question for you. Something oh, yeah. just talking about this uh, sparked something in me that I, that uh, I remember reading this week. That, like I said, it just came to me while we we're talking here. So it's a little off the cuff, y'all. But I want to ask you this question, Mike, Mike J. Uh, all of us, but y'all heard us talk about insecure uh, on this show a lot. And I saw where uh, Issa Rae and uh, K- Kendrick Sampson both hinted at an insecure spinoff uh, that that could be in the works or could be coming to us real soon. So my question to you, Mike J, is: Go ahead. What do you think the premise? Well, my first question: What do you think the premise of a of a of a spinoff should be? Uh, I would like to have Kelly and uh, what's what's my man, uh, Chad, mm-hmm. <laughs> like more like more of their story stories. Because okay. I think those, those those are two of my favorite characters on there. Insecure, like the main characters, are like super flawed and unlikable to me. So like, I would never want to hang out with Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was going to say I, I I had this conversation with a couple of other people, and someone actually did say to me that they would like to see the spinoff be uh, catered to the Lawrence Hive. Uh, so I'm like I'm like I don't I don't know like Lawrence was cool, but I don't he had know too about, many. I don't, he had too many sucker like moments, man. You know what I'm saying? You have you get a threesome with two white girls, you get emotional. You know what I'm saying? You you hit you, you know you, you you hook up with the lady to job, you get mad because she hooked up with somebody before you. Like you so, know, so like, somebody so so the person who says they would like to see something dedicated to the Lawrence Hive was talking about diving into or expanding him and Condola's uh situationship, so to speak. Well, he was acting like a sucker, I mean, like he had a set, he had a beautiful woman, smart. You know what I'm saying? Probably made good money. She worked the same place as you, and you couldn't get over it because Chad and the county they they kicked kicked it off, man. Like like I said, man, ain't no, it ain't too many times you're gonna be no virgin, brother. Mm-hmm. So you as a man, you know, a woman or whatever, you gotta be like, all right, they kicked it off, but you gotta be confident in yourself. Like, oh, he ain't hit it like me. 
That would be yeah. like Kanye, like looking at Kim every day when they were, you know, when they were together. Like, yeah, every time Ray J come on, this nigga's like throwing a temper tantrum. You know, oh, man. you know what I'm saying? You, you see, you saying, you saying Kanye would get mad when he would wear a robe and didn't get the same oh, treatment? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> if he didn't get the same treatment, or, or you know, she started talking about she had one dollar and he thinking it's one wish and he's going crazy. You know oh, what I'm shit. saying? You gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be confident in yourself, fellas. You know what I'm saying? It's always gonna be somebody. That you didn't know about, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And then you, and the more if you and like let that get to you, you'll lose your mind. So for me, getting back to it, to see Lawrence, I mean Lawrence was entertaining, but Lawrence was also like a sucker. Man. Can you imagine like a Lawrence type, a Lawrence type nigga in our crew? I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'll be texting off violence. This niggas, this niggas, man, what's the fuck wrong with this nigga, man? <laughs> they out here crying and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because no, he no. forgot her birthday. Call a bozo. Hey, he's a clown. He's a, as, as my nigga Lil Dirk will say, you know what I'm saying? He's a goofy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right along there with you, man. Chad and Keller are two of my favorite characters, but I I definitely would want to see or, or hope that uh, Kelly would have be centered in a spinoff or, this, or, or it would follow by Kelly's escapades because Kelly was entertaining. Yeah. Natasha Rothwell in general is is a freaking genius. Like I, I like I love pretty much all of her damn work. So, but I would love I would love to see a Kelly spinoff. Chad as well. I could use a lot more. I, I don't see a standalone, but if, in the spinoff, if there was a lot more Thug Yoda, I could get down with yeah. with that too, man. But I personally, if I had my wishes, I would love to see a Kelly spinoff and just kind of her escapades and. How she's been, how she navigates things and her different friendships and and family stuff and all that type of shit, man. Yeah. I would love a Kelly spinoff. Yeah, a, a thirty minute Kelly spinoff, man, would be dope. Yeah, 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 man. So, yeah, that sure. would, I mean, usually we jump, we jump the head, but man, let's let me ask you this, man. We you know we have we don't talk much about politics because Agent Orange ain't there. But dog, did you just see Maxine Waters give Jim Jordan the fuck out of the fuck? Shut hey. your mouth. Hey. She, she, <laughs> She went straight black grandmama stay out of grown folks business. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shout shout out, shout out to the queen, Maxine Waters, man. Yeah, man. Tell them girl, a grown man to shut your mouth and Jim shut Jordan, your mouth. But all the motherfuckers, for as much as he liked to talk, he had that shit going out in Ohio where them wrestlers were being allegedly being molested by yeah. I believe like a, a, a trainer or a doctor at Ohio State. He did nothing. So I don't want to hear your mouth about shit. You yeah. have no, you let you you let people get taken advantage of and everything else, so you shut the hell up. But uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't, yeah, I just thought piss, that was funny. Piss, piss on you, Jim Jordan. Yeah, Max, so the Queen Queen Maxine set you straight. Yeah, <laughs> as, as she should have. That yeah. was hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy, man. You, know, you can tell she ain't got no respect for him. Fifty-seven year old man getting shut down. Hey, uh, man. No. All right, man. So let's let's get to this. This is something that that, that affects all of us in our crew. We all we all love sneakers, man. So we, I saw something, and then you guys posted. You sent it to me later about the little dude was posting some Air Force Ones, trying to do the upsell. Yeah, and this is the extra mayo. Some straight all white Air Force. Yeah, a, I think it was what one hundred and fifty dollar upsell. It was like one. I think it was like one forty. So normally Air Force okay. Ones is like ninety. So you have fifty dollar upsell for for some Air Force Ones. Now. There's constantly we all take L's from the sneaker game. I took an L this morning. You know, this we recording this on Saturday. I took an L for the Air for, for the uh, for the Jordan ones this morning. The the Blue Boys. That's fine. That's expected. What can I mean? You know, there's a pit. I know what pisses me off. See these damn young kids only have appreciation for wearing the shoe. They're trying to get these bots and sell, sell, sell so they can make their little money. 
it pisses yeah. me the fuck off. All the white man come out of me. I'll be sitting there with my hands on my hip <laughs> and my polo tucked in, and I'm ready to tell the authorities. How do you this feel about rich. that? Yeah, I know this is rich. You, you gotta use the phrase. This is rich. <laughs> no, white man to get managed in a minute. Yeah, man, I I feel the same way you do, man. Like there's the the sneaker game used to be one thing, and it is totally not that. Like there's there to your point, there's no appreciation, there's no zest anymore. It's all it's literally all about the the resale, trying to trying to capitalize and, and upsell and charge and. Again, I appreciate the entrepreneurship. You know, we were having a conversation in our group chat, you know, just about society and work norms and that sort of stuff. But I mean, I appreciate the entrepreneurship. Go do your thing, you know, make your money. But at, at, at some point in time, especially with all the bots and all this type of stuff, like it's crazy. Like you you don't have an opera like a, a, a consumer really doesn't have an opportunity to even purchase a, a shoe or a sought after shoe. And it's not even like it's every one. I saw, I saw a clip and it was, I, I don't know if it was in the, in the thread of this particular um, post or not, but there was a, a, a video where there was two guys, they literally had 22 bags of shoes, 22. I forgot what shoe release it was, but they had 22 bags. They literally only left like size 14s and 15s and like size sevens and eights. They had every other size. And it was two people, like, and they were working yeah. together, obviously, but it was two people who literally bought out a whole finish line. Yeah. And it's like, man, that is that is crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. And then for it's me, crazy. I'm gonna tell you this, and I don't know what those guys look like, but I see a I'm on school, let's just be honest. Who makes who makes sneakers hot? Black people right mm -hmm. black culture mm -hmm. black cultures will make sneakers side if we say this is the shit that's gonna rock this is the shit that's gonna rock and you mm -hmm. see on social media and online and everything else even that little bastard from nike little white dudes taking advantage of what black people make hot mm -hmm. yeah they, they i'm guarantee if that little if that woman was black who worked for nike and her son was getting that she'd have been out of there and they probably would have charged her for something yeah yeah so you see you see a lot with the re with the in the resale game uh, but you also something that i've noticed is um outside of like you know nike or reebok doing customizations but like the custom game i've seen so many various like jordans like come away with like various like people posting like them with like new airbrush drawings on them or some people getting certain Jordans or, or, or certain Air Maxes or phone posits like dipped in certain stuff. So it was like, man, it's not even it's not even the actual shoe. Like you are you are doing you are buying these up, recreating something new. Some of it looks dope, some of it doesn't. But like you're you're changing like everything about the damn shoe and then still resell it with the upcharge or, or try to or try to upcharge. And it's it's insane. I went into the, here in Indianapolis, there's a, there's a quite a few uh, consignment stores, but I went to the the one in Castleton Square the other day. This was probably like two weeks ago. Um, and all you saw on the shelf was, I saw a shit ton of Concords. I saw a shit ton of breads. I saw um, like a few fours, a whole bunch of sixes. And like, it was just like a wall full of them. And it was all like virtually the same shoe. So I'm like, everybody is buying up these, these bots and whoever is buying up the same shoe and then take them to a consignment shop or do a resale. And one person will be like, yep, 350. Somebody else will be like, oh, 345. Uh, okay, I'm going to do 342. And it's like, what are, are y'all even doing? Because literally in this consignment shop, it would be like the entire wall was like seven shoes of the same style, yeah. but it was probably like 20 of each. 
So I'm like, you're hurting yourself at this point because now you have such a you have such a, a large amount of the product, it does it takes away the allure. So you just got shit sitting on the shelf now. So I don't know, man. Like it's it's uh, sometimes they don't understand. I, I don't think that some of these cats understand the economics of it. I think that they feel like, oh, I got this shoe, people are going to buy it. But you still see a lot of the same stuff just sitting out there that's extremely overpriced. And it's like, well, you're going to, you, <laughs> no pun intended, but you shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Going anyway. Yeah. Eventually it's going to, you know, the, the, the whole market is going to go down, man. So I've been trying to find different stuff than other people, but it's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's frustrating, man. But, uh, I told yes. you, I, I sent the message in the group text, man. I'm trying to put y'all onto the Adidas, man. I got a couple pair of Adidas, super fly and super comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, I got a, I haven't had a pair of Adidas since my, you know, since I had the, the shell toes, but mm-hmm. yeah, I got a few like, you know, Nike, like them Jordan MH2 trainers. Those are super comfortable. I'm rocking those today. That's like pillows on your feet. Yeah. But yeah, man. So that's the extra mayo moment, man. I saw that, man. It just pissed me off, man. So let's get to the Twizzler, man. And you know, the Twizzler, we'll talk about the other guy in a minute. But I saw I saw something that I want to ask you this. So three Wisconsin teachers put on paid leave. They created assignment of how to punish slaves. And I think they might have been middle school. We both have middle schoolers, man. So what would you do if your son comes home and said, Dad, this is my assignment. Teacher gave me how to punish a slave. Oh, I'd be pissed. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Number one, I know my son, and, and my <laughs> my son is extra militant right now. <laughs> He's all about everything. So I'm sure that he would have said plenty in class. Um, there there was an incident in his class at his school this week where there's a, a a kid being a self-proclaimed racist but had no idea what was going on. And let's just let's just say that the, the kid got red for filth. And uh, he, I, I think his parents are pulling him from the school. But anyway, that's not, that's neither here nor there. Um, I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd expect and require swift action for yeah. for these teachers um, about creating an assignment on how to punish slaves. I, I mean, it, there's there's no place for it. these. These they know what they're doing. Don't give me that history lesson. Don't give me that creative thinking bullshit. None of that type of shit. It's ridiculous. You know, you knew what you were doing, and I expect some heads to roll one yeah. way or another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same thing. I'll just be like, where the hell did this come from? Like. You know, there's 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 a lack of cultural sensitivity, and just to, to see these teachers, all you know, they'll still get paid for the end of the year, I and mean, I'm sure they'll probably teach somewhere else. But it was just very interesting. So, folks, I give these three Wisconsin teachers the, the, the Twizzler. Oh, they can go. They can go ahead and get that that molded rotty cheese of Wisconsin Twizzler. Yeah. That that bad boy that's going that's going to leave some infection after they get done with it. That's what they can do. Yeah, so no doubt, man. So let's get to the one. This is this has been nationwide, and it's going out to Jonathan Pentland. For those who don't know, who Jonathan is Jonathan is the guy who harassed the young black kid because he was walking in his neighborhood. Just imagine, you know, we both have kids. You imagine your son walking, just you know, maybe cutting through a neighborhood to get to where to where you live, and next thing you know, some army dude starts, you know, sits back and puts his hands on your son. And this is a grown ass man on a kid. Did you, you mm. saw the video? I'm not sure if you saw the video. I turned oh, I it saw off the, because oh, I saw the it, video. It, it, it triggered it me off. And I'm trying to stay. I'm trying for me. I'm trying to find stuff that doesn't trigger me because I don't. I want to be in the know, but I don't have to like get every frame of the detail because I'm not trying to have like these random like arguments with people about if it's yes, or, yes or no, you're right or wrong. But man, seeing that man and seeing that man, I wouldn't want to kill this motherfucker. What did you think of when you saw it, bro? Oh, I felt the same daggone way. 
I'm not even gonna lie to you. I felt the same way. Like you put that that young man is not even my child. I wanted to whoop the hell out of them, Jonathan Pitland. Don't put your damn hands on no daggone adolescent. And I don't give a fuck if you from the army or not. I don't know why people think, oh, I'm in the I was in the army or I was in the I was in the in uh our service or armed services or whatever. I don't give a fuck. That doesn't make you in that doesn't make you in uh indispensable. That doesn't make you uh, you know indestructible. That doesn't make you Superman or whatever. I don't really give a damn if you was in the armed forces, Marines, Air Force, Navy, fucking Coast Guard. You ain't the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Other motherfuckers got guns. There's other people that are just as brave as you. I don't really care about none of that stuff. So for him to approach and attack and assault a young black boy like that, I'm glad that people showed up at his damn crib. Exactly. Because that's because that's the way I felt. I wanted to show up at his damn crib too. If he was a and, man, and, you would have stepped out and then been in right. You ain't got to do no violence. You would have sit back and, and, and held exactly, your ground. You ain't come exactly, out. Exactly. Exactly. His pussy ass would stay in his damn garage. Probably had on probably had on his little army, excuse me, army stuff. I'm I'm from the army, but it was in his house. He wasn't saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah. If you were if you were so big bad and big, you know, if you was the tough Tony that you thought you was, you would have stepped out into your driveway on your property yeah. and had a, and had some conversations with the people that were out there. But no, you chose to tuck tail. You want to try to pick on a daggone adolescent, punk ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then you want to have the police escort you out. Oh, protect me. Oh, I thought you yeah. was bad, yeah, homeboy. You, you was bad. You ain't you bad on a kid. You ain't exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Stomp a mud hole in your ass. I hope I I I, I hope that he feels the wrath of a thousand hells. I tell yeah. you that. And I'm hoping that the army, you know, will sit back and discipline him severely. Because he deserves because this is like this is unnecessary stuff. You could have went on about your very own day, but you chose not to. You chose to jump in. So I'm gonna get that dude that twizzle myself. Usually I throw the sister bow tie, but I want you to have that US Army dipped, you know, beef jerky, you know, twizzle that you've been out, you've been out on assignment the whole time. You and it's just hard. I want you to sit and spin on that motherfucker. That's all you deserve. To sit on the motherfucking twizzle and go fuck yourself and go fuck all that racist shit to send you. Because if there was a little white kid, he wouldn't have said shit. He'd have been on exactly. his very way, ate a mayonnaise sandwich, and had a Coke and a smile. Exactly. You in the wrong neighborhood. I guess you in the wrong neighborhood now, homeboy. Yeah, bitch. I saw I saw a picture of a black dude <laughs> talking about, depending on what happens, I think I might have me some new yard flyers. <laughs> they, yeah. would, they would go take that nigga's flyers and everything. <laughs> I would have dug them holes up, too. Yeah, bitch. I would have had my dog there. Since, since certain people like dogs so much, I would have had my dog there taking all kind of shits in his damn yard. Yeah. Right. And I ain't on y'all. Like, yo, I want you to shit, shit on the damn pavement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get that little pooper scooper put right there so you can step in it. Yeah, man. But, you know, we, we you know we, we talked about this, was but we want to talk about something else that's been going on. Um, last week, we had three people of color that were killed in interaction to the police. And that's Dante Wright in Minnesota. And for those who don't know, Dante Wright was killed by a police officer who said that she thought she grabbed a taser as she shot him. Kim Potter. Yep, Kim Potter. And, you know, she you know she went to jail and she got on on, uh, on bail, I think, for 100000 Yeah, she's been charged with, what, second-degree manslaughter. Yeah. So then you got Adam Toledo. He's 13 years old, said he had his hands up. First of all, Chicago PD said he didn't have had a gun, but they said he had his hands up. He was killed by the police. And then the third was Anthony Thompson, Anthony Thompson Jr. He's 17. You know, he said he had a gun, but then he said the gun didn't even shoot the officer, and he was killed in Knoxville, Tennessee. Three young brothers of color 
uh, I don't, you know, I'm not sure. And then three, interaction with the police and dead. I say this to say that I saw a video of a 61-year-old white man in Minnesota who was trying to get away in his truck. Masley was tased. They tried, they didn't shoot him. Tased him. Got George Floyd murder on trial. We see all these things, but it's the same thing. If you were black, Latino, whatever, if you ain't white, your interaction with the police can lose your life for, for being unarmed, for looking at somebody of the wrong way, for getting for, for talking back, for an air freshener, anything, you know, have your hands up for a fake $20 bill, allegedly. I'm tired of having these conversations. I am emotionally bankrupt from having these same conversations right. all the time. Of not of being scared to scroll Twitter because I don't want to see a young black person, young black male, woman, whomever, be murdered. And, I'm tired. And, and the part, and like I said, I'm just as tired as you. I, and I think emotionally bankrupt is one of the most accurate statements I've heard about this because I feel the same way. And the 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 other part of it is too. They're they're really really just as certain people will say, grinds my gears. <laughs> like yeah. the thing that pisses me the hell off is that you have individuals that have killed multiple people, knowingly, willingly killed multiple people. Some of them, they still have their guns in hand. They still have bulletproof vests on. These white fucking terrorists that have killed multiple people, yet they are subdued and taken into custody unharmed. Mm-hmm. They are they are they are taken for questioning. We are going to figure out what's wrong with you. Oh my gosh, how could you do such a thing? Let's get you some help. That's pissing me off because you have 13, 17, I don't care, 35, 55 year old black men and women that are being slaughtered in the streets for less. Yeah. Less. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have a damn AR-15 draped across my shoulder like some of these white kids that are being taken into custody. I'm not storming the fucking Capitol and and defying police and all that type of crap, and then getting escorted back down the stairs and escorted away. Are you kidding me right now? Are they now? buying Burger King for you? Buying Burger King for you? Are you kidding me right now? Like, get the whole hell out of here! Like I said last week. In our, in our previous podcast. So that just lets y'all know how much we have to endure and talk about this crap. But like I said last week in the podcast, you have an individual of an, in the armed forces in full uniform get pepper sprayed and profiled by law enforcement. Where are all the fucking patriots at now? Oh, mm. our armed forces, our, our armed forces and support our troops and blah, 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 blah. It's not a racial thing. Obviously it is. Because all of you motherfuckers was quiet as a church mouse when that when that when that minority man in his uniform was being profiled and pepper sprayed. Yeah. I'm sick of it, bro. I'm sick of it. I'm really like I really try to have a level of of calm and you know that sort of stuff. But man, there's only so much, bro. So much that we can take, and I think that it's coming to that point where we it's it's a pressure cooker and it's about to blow, bro. For yeah. Real. And this, even that, you talked about Kyle. You, uh, you know, you talked about Kyle Rittenhouse without saying his name. Mm-hmm. And I read something how all there was like a lot of cops and law enforcement who were donating to his GoFundMe for his legal defense fund. And for those who don't know, Kyle Rittenhouse, he killed those people. What was it Minnesota, Wisconsin? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he killed those people. You know, and he's on he's on bond now. Now they talked. I mean, Fox News called him a boy. 
but you know, but they called the they but they called uh I think Adam Toledo, I think they called him a a, a grown man the other day. And I don't really traffic in Fox News because it's only yeah. so much I can stomach. But like I've always said, black black men are treated like boys, black boys are treated like men. And certainly white boy do something like this, you walking them out. He was troubled. He was all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then yep. you the police. You post protect and serve, and you donating. They had a cop in Norfolk, Virginia. You and you get money to go fund me. How right. can you donate money to someone who was a murderer? Allegedly, allegedly. I think you know. I believe he did it, but whatever. Got to, got to stay safe. Yeah. But yo, how you the police? How can you even say that? I just, I, 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 I don't get it. And we've had these conversations over. If it's, if it's not black men or people, or Latino, whomever, you know, people of color, you know, black, white, black, whomever, are black and brown both getting killed by the police, or, or and we also have these conversations about mass shootings. And what? And I'm, I'm, and this is Mike J saying this. And what typically is the person who's doing all this? Mm-hmm. And typically, white men. Those are your fucking. Those are your fucking terrorists. And this isn't this isn't one of those things where it's it, I don't want nobody talking about oh reverse racism or bow tie racism. No, my, no, no, Mike J, Mike no. J said it. I didn't don't well, no. they don't put it on there. Don't put it on there. I want you to Mike J called them white fucking terrorists. Mm-hmm. If you got an issue, man, yeah, bow tie fresh didn't say anything. Mike J called them motherfuckers white terrorists because that's what they are. Because mm-hmm. if you if you gave them like some type of like Saudi name or something like that. And you know, they would, you, you, they would be the worst. They'd be the worst things since Bin Laden. Yep, hundred percent agree. And it's a and it's a factual thing. This this isn't this isn't something that's made up or some speculation. Go back and look at all these goddamn pictures of everybody that has committed these heinous acts, and you will see white males of various ages. I'm not yeah. even gonna say young white male. You got 18, 19 year old. You got 33 year olds. You got 45. All of them, even Jonathan Pentland. Who didn't kill anybody, but his actions he are just he, uh, they he could have killed or he could have he could have set up for something him. that get killed. The police yep. could have got called. You never know. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I, that, that's just what it is. Tired of talking about it. We're going to continue to talk about it because it's <laughs> impacting our community. But we are definitely fatigued. And Mike J and Bowtie Fresh do any any and everything that we can in our community to try to change this and enhance it. However, that doesn't mean that we don't we are not fatigued with regard emotionally, mentally, with regards to what's happening. Yeah, that's no 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 doubt, my brother, man. So, but you and, know, and you know some, something ahead. that you, you talked about you talked about like the various things going on, you know, social justice, is, you know, and, and mass shootings and things like that. And something that just again, I, I must be random today, but something that sparked in my mind just in us having this conversation. A lot of people. Um, talk about the, uh, the the various movements, so to speak, you know, social justice movement, uh, you know, LGBTQ, you know, movement, the, the Asian hate, you know, things like that. And I've seen, I've seen a couple of things posted um, on various social medias about that and how people are saying, oh, there's, there's too much, too many movements or too much is being commercialized and we're just trying to make everything a movement and this, that, and the third. Um, and and Bowtie Fresh's response to that is, I don't really, I think that there's an appetite and room for everyone to stand up for causes that they believe in. So for, to say that, there, that, that things are being commercialized or there's just too many movements or things are being monetized and all that type of stuff, 
I think is another, Botafresh's opinion is a way of minimizing the message and the respect and the equity, not equality, equity. That's what we want. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily want the same opportunity. That's equality. I want to be able to advance. I want to be able to reap the same benefits. That's equity. So people out there, don't be confused and don't be complacent when you are offered equality. You should demand equity. However, for me, for, for Bowtie Fresh, I, I, I don't want people to think that, oh, you know, there's, there's a you know, body positive movement or Asian rights movement or social justice. It doesn't matter. There's enough, there's enough space out here for everyone to have a voice and for everyone to want to be heard and respected. So when you see, when you see posts and you see people trying to you know, say those type of things or kind of trying to tear down or minimize certain movements, stand strong in your fight, people. Stand strong in your fight. I know that was a random tangent, but it just popped in my head as we were talking about it. No, it's never never random because we're all talking about the same situation. That yeah. shit is it's, it's tiring. And it's not about and then you talk to certain, you know, you're talking to me like you talk to white people and they look at you when you put the onus on them or people who are doing it, they act, they become the victims. Right. Like we've all been in that work meeting when when equity and inclusion comes up and then they get quiet and then they get mad when they ask them when you know stuff is called out about the stuff that they're, they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. So let's, uh, you know, we just kind of got through this. Well, let's get to sports, man. And uh, let me ask you this, man. I know, and this is a transition, but we want to keep, we want to keep the show, we want to keep the show rolling. Who do you think? Who's your MVP this pick this year? And then, secondly, what is your personal criteria for MVP? Man, uh, MVP of the NBA. I, that's tough, man. There's a, there's a lot of cats that are that are playing hella good right now. Um, shoot. Um, I would probably, for me, I'd have to put James Harden in there. Um, you know, I, I know that he got moved, you know, this season and going with the Nets or whatever, but I think he's such a, a pivotal piece. Um, I think LeBron James is, is always in the MVP, in the MVP discussion, my opinion, because um, he's, he's fucking playing lights out. I don't know. I think it, this this is probably an unpopular opinion, um, and I don't I don't know his stats and numbers off the top of my head. But when we talk about things. What's an MVP for me? I I think a Luka Doncic too. Luka Doncic, Doncic. I can't pronounce the damn name. <laughs> I think of him. That's because that, when you said MVP and Luka Doncic, that's your tongue said no, 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 my <laughs> no, 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 my beige brother. That is not it. See, I look at it. So you say, what's a what's an MVP or what makes an MVP criteria for me? I look at the impact that for me that that individual is having on their team first and foremost. It doesn't have to be like you know. Yeah, obviously you you want you want to have good numbers because you're going to be competing with guys from other teams. But I look at impact on team. How are they leading that team? It's and it doesn't just have to be you know I'm I'm putting up the most points and this that and the third. Like are they are they impacting the team in a way where we are enhancing, you know, or, or, or improving in a certain way. Are we, am I making my teammates better? You know, that sort of stuff. So that, that type of stuff stands out to me. Um, but then too, obviously the numbers, you want to have a, somebody that's putting up some hellified fucking numbers, again, not just for their team, but against competition. So I don't know if I, if I had to say uh, for me right now, it's, it's probably James Harden and LeBron. Those are my top two right now. I'm going to go with somebody. I'm going to say Jokic. Joker's just playing Ooh, at his numbers. Is, he's averaging 26, shooting 56% from the floor. He's averaging 11 rebounds and eight assists. And he's and he hasn't. I don't think he's missed the game this year. 
Like those, I mean, you to me, the MVP, the MVP, <laughs> the MVP it like even like a guy like Joel Embiid who's having the best career, season of his career, he's been down with injuries. LeBron's been down, Harden hasn't played in a while. The NBA season, I mean, to me, showing I'm not saying you play all 82 games in a typical season, but I, I don't think you can, me personally, I don't think you can miss big chunks of the season and still be MVP. Mm-hmm. And my criteria for MVP is impact of the game, and it has something to do with winning. But I remember when Steve Nash won two MVPs. I don't think that he should have won two MVPs. I think Kobe should have got one of them. I'm going to say something else. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose, if you look at the numbers, shouldn't have won the MVP over LeBron in 2010. I mean, this, I mean, it's not, it's just, there, there, there also becomes a point in the NBA of MVP fatigue. So let's be honest that Carl Malone deserved the MVP over Michael Jordan. No. Negative. Right. I mean, it was one year Dave Cowens got the MVP over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. <laughs> there, there comes a time in the NBA, the guy, they, they, it's also a narrative. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that Kobe Bryant and Shaq only have one MVP is ridiculous. Bruh. I mean, I know LeBron was saying some wild shit. Somebody, he should have like seven. I don't say that. But I definitely think he should He should have, what is he at, four now? I think he should at least have five. Four, yeah. I thought it was yeah. four. You might be right. It might be five. Well, he should have five. I think he has four. I think yeah. he should have. He should have won in t- 2010, but they weren't going to give that because the narrative was sort of Derrick Rose. But if you look at the numbers, the and the fact that, and also the fact, it's a regular season award, but they beat him what four straight games? <laughs> in playoffs. Yeah, I think they did sweep him. That, yeah, I think they did sweep him that year. I think it was like four out of five, but yeah, it was a gentle, it was a gentleman sweep. But yeah, but you know, I think there's this. It's just hard. Like even like the great year Charles Barkley. I mean, it's just like MVP is like, are you talking about best player? Are you talking about best player that season? Because in hindsight, Michael Jordan probably could have had at least maybe possibly three more MVPs. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just you know, it's just I don't know. But I don't thought that was an interesting conversation. So if you have, yeah, maybe yeah. you want to talk to I us about the Grown Manish podcast about the MVP race, I was I was talking to my old heads in the. Uh, in a group chat, you know, saying they were talking about the MVP race. So uh, curious to see your thoughts, man. So I'm going to post that question after the podcast to see if we can get a little little conversation going. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to hear what y'all got to say. Yeah. And not in public, in a public forum, not just, yeah. you know, in, in, in the group chat. Also, let me ask you this, man. So MJ is going to be giving Kobe, he's going to be doing a Hall of Fame speech for Kobe. Who would you want to do your Hall of Fame speech? Oh, man. Uh, given my Hall of Fame speech, I don't know. I feel like it, well, Philip, that, Philip Michael it. Thomas, uh, Elder Bar. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 who else? Who else? Y'all base niggas, like Christopher Williams. <laughs> you know who your base niggas look up to? It, it probably it, it probably have to be a, a combination of a, a base. It only could be one. Yo, which one of the niggas will come in there and have his hair slicked back and shit? I don't know who would give my hell. It, it, in all honesty, it'd probably have to be you to give my dad on. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> uh, say it, it, it's gonna it's gonna have to be you to give my Hall of Fame speech because I know it's gonna be ill as hell. But, but right. full of passion. Yeah, <laughs> and another thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey. hey, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I would like same thing. I would want you to get mine, man, because I know you would make it funny and shit, and not take that shit too serious. Yeah, man. you know, because you you're more probably emotional than I am, because I'm more. People say I could be a sociopath, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, I just I just kind of maybe maybe Mike, Mike J give. 
Mike J giving Bowtie Fresh is a Hall of Fame speech. It's gonna be it's gonna be a combination of a Hall of Fame speech and a roast all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well shits and giggles. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> oh man, but people talk about me, man. People don't know that Bowtie Fresh is a sociopath too. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I, I got business think, out there. I didn't say anything. I just said you could be a sociopath. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is rich. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Before my Hall of Fame speech, I kind of have like I want some like movie quotes and shit from people who know me, giving funny ass stories, maybe showing me being an asshole. I definitely be on some. I definitely be on a Michael Jordan once I gave my speech about myself. Every <laughs> any slight that anybody's ever, I remember. I don't forget shit. <laughs> I anybody who's ever I can remember damn near to the day. And I keep a note on people. So when I have to go to that he ain't line, lying. he ain't lying. I have to go to that line. He's telling y'all the damn truth. He ain't lying. It's like, it's like KRS one. He's like, I got a diss record for any nigga. Uh, you can say that. I'm like, all right, this nigga say that. I got something to go. Sometimes I'm like, I can't go there. I can't go there that far with the Jones because that shit, it ain't that damn deep. But I do, I do have that memory. I don't forget shit, slights, anything. And when, it, when it's time, I will let you know in a funny ass way. <laughs> But yeah, I will oh, definitely want, you know, I definitely be on the Michael Jordan type shit, calling out all my, all my, you know, all the haters and everything else. And I don't know if I'd be on the true Michael Jordan way of like him making up enemies and stuff. But, you know, oh, hey. damn. <laughs> not, not, not the, uh, not the Mike J last dance. <laughs> oh. Hey, man, you know, I'm not even a Jordan fan, but I'd be wanting to watch that shit all the damn time. <laughs> like, even like when he was in the locker room talking about Kobe, that brother right there, you got a rebound, brother. <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> well, that of him like talking to the people who worked at uh at, at the united center, united center? Yeah. trying to trying to take their money it's like it's, i don't know as much as i hate jordan probably play for the bulls it's like we're like kindred spirits because <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'd be the same damn way god damn mj yeah, but Wait, I did. What, what, what that meme say and i took i took that, that personally <laughs> yeah oh yeah i took it i took that personally <laughs> but let me ask you this man so Isaiah Thomas is gonna be he's gonna be presenting K KG and Jordan's gonna be presenting Kobe. How is the back room gonna be? And here come David Rob here come David Robinson in the in the middle, his big uh, soup cooler lip ass. He probably is happy to be there. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, uh, you know you know it's gonna be some bag on words exchanged yeah. <laughs> in, in the back. Peace, brother. <laughs> Peace, I brother. met the criteria. Hey. <laughs> My uh, Isaiah Firecon, you black ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike definitely looked like he cost Mike broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey if, if Jordan go tell him, is that why your son can't keep a damn job? Oh, damn. The guy said, Well, what about your son? He works for you. <laughs> and he wasn't right. good at basketball. <laughs> Neither one of them. <laughs> hey, that shit is going to be uh, funny. Hey, I can, see it, I can see MJ going, Look, hey, Juanita, he's talking about your son. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> ain't my son. I, I have my hey, new Cuban my kids. <laughs> I don't know this nigga. Hey, about your son, I can't wait. To, I wish I, I wish they had the camera. NBA TV had the camera back there, because you know Mike gonna come in there about twenty layers of suit clothing, and, and them damn, and them damn pants gonna be, you know, be big enough to be able to hold a, be hold a damn uh, fire, a fire, a fire, a fire marshal axe. And here come Isaiah in there smiling with the look of a socio and psychopath. Oh, that shit. <laughs> that's let the white man say this is rich. So I can't, I can't wait hey. for that, man. 
MJ gonna be like, uh, Oak, Oak, you better hold, you better yeah. tell him, you better get him away from me, Oak. You better get him away from me, Oak. <laughs> you know, Isaiah the scary. I told him, you know, before I pull, you know, I told him I will fuck you up, Michael. <laughs> I really will. <laughs> Smiling the whole time. <laughs> Isaiah probably have a damn twenty-two ready. Oh, yeah. oh he definitely, he, he definitely he looks gonna, like he'll shoot. Somebody. He ain't gonna carry, he ain't gonna carry a Glock. He ain't gonna carry that forty. He he gonna have a twenty-two. Yeah. I Thank shot his ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and smile. Shot his ass. <laughs> yeah, man, that's gonna that's going to be wild. All right, man. Hey, man, I wanna I wanna also give a shout out to the to the guy D Wade, man. Oh Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the minority ownership. ownership, yeah, man. Utah Jazz. So 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 big shout out, Black Excellence, right there. Big shout out to to, to D Wade, man, for real. Yeah, yeah, man. So it says he's also gonna be involved in that community, man. So we're gonna yeah. see, we're gonna see D Wade turn Utah to the hot spot. Oh shit, nah, D D Wade, like, oh yeah, y'all can have more than one wife, huh? <laughs> hey, Gabby. Oh damn, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's that polygamy, like. It's, it's time to bring a party to the bay. Yeah, baby. we moving to we moving to Utah. <laughs> yeah, Park City, here I come. <laughs> Carl Malone will be right there. <laughs> Welcome, oh. my brother. <laughs> Carl Malone, man, that's a sick ass nigga, man. Have you ever knew somebody whose favorite player was Carl Malone? That's why I always, I always looked at Aaron Gordon funny because he said his favorite player was Carl Malone. I'm like, oh no, my brother, you can never, you 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 can never ride with me. Your favorite player been Carl Malone? Like, I've never. I mean, I always thought Carl Malone was a great player, but it was it was it was yeah, it was never a fact that he run Carl Malone from his you know that weak ass thing he put the hand behind his head to dunk. To oh, like yeah. you know them his whack ass away, kicks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Carmelo played away with the kick. Yeah, nigga, like you know being on the free throw line for two minutes and thirty seven seconds. Right. Yeah, man. Carl, no. I ain't even want him to win when he wrestled Rodman <laughs> at Battle oh, of the no. Beach. <laughs> hell no, that was team. That was team Rodman all the way. NWO. He now I feel now I feel him bad. Him and for Hulk Hogan. Uh, hey, look at look at Hogan. My bad, nigga. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, man, give him Hogan, Hogan. giving it up. Hogan dropped an end by one in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. this championship belts for all my niggas. I mean, yeah, my NWO rights. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> giving it up, sick. But hey, man. So let me get to the fact that there's something we both want to talk about. We've been talking. So spoiler alert: if you have not watched Falcon and Winter Soldier episode five, you probably want to come back, come back to this. So spoiler alert: one, two, three, four, five. Spoiler alert: give him, give him a bass siren, man. How do y'all do the bass siren? Like, boo. oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it ain't that. That's that's too that's too much bass in your voice. You know what I'm saying? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Ew. laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get it real sexy. All right, all right. So episode five, man. And I'm gonna preface this by saying, you know, I am not the biggest Marvel fan, but for me to be invested in five episodes is a lot. I have fallen asleep with my beautiful woman every every Marvel movie we want to. I have fallen asleep. So for me to be in here in episode five is is, is a lot. So man, give me your initial thoughts on it. Uh, my initial thoughts of episode five, uh, great episode, great episode um, in, in every aspect, Marvel storyline, things that are going on, um, but also um, culturally, you know, the cultural impact that this episode had when you talk about um, race in this, in our society, race in the United States, uh, race in our, you know, in our country, you know, uh, all of the above, man. It, I think that that episode, this episode, was was dope in many ways. Hit on a lot of stuff. 
um, and, and I'm happy about it, man. Like I'm, I, I have become more invested. I was telling Mike J before we started, like, damn, there's only one more episode, there's only six episodes. So I got high hopes and anticipation for the next episode, you know, that's going to be dope. And, you know, hopefully I think that I, I liked the last three episodes of WandaVision um, and I've got a whole hell of a lot of high hopes for Loki coming up. So, you know, shout out, shout out to, to Marvel for, for the, ep- for the, uh, series but falcon winter soldier is definitely dope as hell so what let, about let's you get, man? let's get some more specifics because you know okay you, you did a great job but you talked kind of in platitudes all right so when you saw cap you know what i'm saying y'all don't y'all don't give douchebag cap his props and i kind of like douchebag cap you know what i'm saying <laughs> u.s Maybe. agent shout, yeah. out, shout, shout, shout out shout out to our boy the ripper yeah first him is u.s agent uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, yeah, this, I like this asshole cap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He sit back, he killed somebody. Nigga had the pistol in that other episode. I ain't like all that, you know, for the American way. Now, show show me how you really hate motherfuckers. You out here fucking people up as a soldier for fortune. Hey man, so do you do you think? Let me ask you a question. Cap was whooping both them niggas' asses. Him, uh, the, the Falcon and the soldier, Winter Soldier. I honestly think Cap probably should have won the fight. He was fucking them up. You know what I'm saying? It took a Herculean effort from the Winter Soldier. That nigga went crazy. Last time I seen somebody go crazy like that was my was my nigga uh, Justin Slayer when he got on his damn bag. Oh. That nigga went crazy a few times. But I ain't never seen I ain't never seen a nigga go crazy like like the Winter Soldier did the last two minutes to solidify the victory. Yeah, so I, I think I think that with in that episode in that in that particular moment of that fight scene. You you saw a U.S. agent. Yes, he has a super serum, and so and so does uh, Bucky, the Winter Soldier. But I think when he was whooping their ass, you were seeing not only the super serum at play, but you were seeing that raw emotion. Which, if when you read the comics, it kind of drives a little bit of the super serum. It drives, you know, it gives you that that extra fuel. And I think that in the end, Bucky kind of channeled some of that. You know, after he came back and ultimately you know kind of won the fight or whatever or, or you know so to speak won the fight but i think that that's what it was so i i do agree you know u.s yeah. agent was whooping the ass especially when he ripped off uh falcon's wings yeah <laughs> he, i know falcon, right? tried, falcon tried to fly away and he literally <laughs> just pulled him back and slammed him that's that's right that's racism slamming trying to slam black people back to slavery exactly hey he slammed <laughs> his ass hard as hell then boy because <laughs> Now, let me tell you, this new cat blood, he call you a nigga real quick. This oh, new cat yeah. look like he get that Hulk Hogan thing and get out there and spray paint some nigga on somebody's back. Oh, yeah. He got that sturdy-ass chin, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hit you with the hard R with, with, with reckless abandon. Oh, super hard R. I'm, surp- I'm surprised his best friend was black. He probably yeah. would call him a on hard R, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that or call him a monkey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's know your role. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, he been he been on one, man. This cat, man, they got this cat like he he act like a damn dope fan though, man. Motherfucker start going these these extreme highs and lows. I don't think it's just a super serum, man. That motherfucker like he on steroids or or he on coke or something like that. And I'm pushing towards coke. Man, think about it. He'd be cool. Them fucking just get on his own bag and sweating and shit. And I'm Captain America. No, nigga, they took the shit from you, nigga. You ain't Captain yeah. America. He did have some coke type vibes. I can't yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but I just thought that was interesting. And then, you know, as far as like, you know, the whole relationship with, uh, you know, with uh, as far as, you know, Falcon and his sister, it's always been very interesting to me, man, how they <laughs> keep the business. Hey, Buc- and, Buc- Bucky was trying to put a little cream in the chocolate. Yeah, hey, you see that? Talking about hi. It's like, hey, man, you one arm bastard. <laughs> what you hey, gonna do? Hey, I think, I think, I think. 
think Bucky might even have it in for the sisters because he 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 got a, a quite the connection with with old girl from the Dormilla J as well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think Bucky might have. Oh yeah, some cream in the cocoa. Oh, but Bucky like he'll call he'll like he'll call somebody brown sugar like how George W. Bush be looking at Michelle Obama. Oh, I'll, I'll leave it all for you. I'll leave it all for you. <laughs> she can have everything. I'll fight Barack for you, baby. <laughs> Come here, brown sugar. <laughs> that nigga be on her cheese when she hugging. Hell yeah. <laughs> My mocha delights. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, we can no. buy we could buy the block in Chicago for you. I'll do whatever it takes. Call They're Dick not. Cheney. Hey, hey, not from Chi-Town to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> we in this bitch. Yeah, man. Yeah, Bucky. He got, he got Lil Dirk and, and Yellow Beezy on the track hey. <laughs> featuring George W. Bush. Yeah, I know, right? Shout out to Lil Bird Dirk. Also got in that damn that dude got up in like a 1999 Chevy Malibu riding around, said he wanted to feel like his ops for a day. <laughs> God, hey, as you see, why I rock yeah. with that nigga so tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do yeah. like the element from the show, also. Uh, we we got we got to see Madam Hydra come through. Oh, uh, that's who that is, De La Fontaine. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know who that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Contessa, uh, known as she, she, she is one of individuals um, that has played Madam Hydra, but she. Obviously, is Madam Hydra in in this uh, series, so it's going to be lovely to see how that plays out as well. With with her and and you know you are formerly known as U.S. Agent <laughs> and the Hydra connection and that sort of thing. So I think that they are definitely opening and uh, opening future doors not only for movies and the cinematic universe or cinematic universe, but for for the series as a whole when it comes back. Yeah, I, I didn't know who that was. Like I said, it, to me, it's interesting to watch because I don't have, I don't know any of the backstory and all that stuff. Less stuff I've seen from the, from the, uh, from the, from the movies and all that type of stuff, man. But uh, you know, this is very, very interesting. Now, who, hold on, who the hell? Hold on, hold on, hold on. The hammer out here, talking about want to get a tattoo. What's nigga? What's nigga gonna get tattooed? Hey. Oh, all right. <laughs> That nigga gonna get that nigga gonna get the damn that nigga gonna get the damn karate kid bonsai tree tattoo on his back. This nigga here. All right, my bad. You know this this is live. Yeah, this this is live. He gonna get asshole Hokage tattoo on his back. He gonna get that nigga gonna get a pair of aviators, some Aldo shoes, nigga, and some type of weird like Japanese sex act in script. Oh man! Not the not the black Sasuke with the aviators. Yeah, hammer. We don't have to take this offline. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh the man! Hammer. That 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 is crazy. Yeah, man. So definitely, y'all need to check out Falcon and Winter Soldier if you have not checked out Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, get Disney Plus if you if you don't want to get it. Try to you know borrow somebody's login, check it out, <laughs> yeah. and, go, and go from there, man. Oh, that is crazy. I'm still chewing on this nigga one to get a damn tattoo. All yeah, right. the hammer. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. So that kind of threw me off, man. But uh hey man, so let me ask you this, man. There's been some thoughts about there's been a petition uh, about recasting T'Challa and Black Panther too. What do you think? I'm not I'm not here for it. Uh, that's just me. Uh I think we need to go ahead and lay T'Challa to rest and, and leave him as great of a leader and warrior as he was. There are so many different angles that this can take from a comic book, uh, like like arc and lineage perspective. 
I think that there's so many different things that we can do so or that they can do. So I don't think that there's any, I don't think that we need to recast him. I, I think that we need to go and maybe move things along in some of the Black Panther uh, comic book arc, as well as the, the Marvel arc overall, we can move forward with some various things that are, that are there. So I, I'm not here for it at all. I am because I feel like if, I mean, as great as Chadwick Boseman was, if Batman is like, if, if Batman, if like one of the characters who played Batman died, they bring a new Batman in. And for me, it's like, I don't have a, a you know, a, anything in the race, or, you know, anything as far as like, like I was all into reading the Black Panther comic books. But for somebody who just got into watching the movie, like, all right, so you're just going to like, he's just going to die. But are you going to say how he died? You know, mm-hmm. what the, you know, impact of it? You know, I just, I would like to see, see more. Because it's like the art can go in so many different ways, and as great as Chadwick Boseman is, you know, black he's not he's Black Panther, but I think of him as doing so many other great movies, and that's not this singular focus to me isn't Black Panther, and I would I hate to, to lose that because because I think that would be cutting off his legacy. I can feel you. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think Ryan Coogler is probably going to keep it, you know, the way he probably wants to write it. But yeah, 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 it'll be it'll, it'll be a very interesting. I don't think I don't think this petition is gonna do anything unless unless Disney gets involved. But yeah, and I was gonna say for me, I, I agree with that last statement that you just made, or the second to last statement you made about Ryan Coogler. Personally, I have complete trust that Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler will make a great decision, and he will move the story and arc along very well. I, I, I firmly believe in his creativity. I firmly believe in what he can produce. And I think I think that he will make a good decision and we won't be disappointed. Even if he does recast him, for somebody who's against the recast, I feel like even if, if Ryan Coogler does, I think that he has the ability to do it in such a way where it will be right. It will be the right thing and it'll feel right. I think but, he can respect it enough. But I'm gonna tell you this, I wouldn't want them to do it because of these, of these fans. Oh, no, I wanted no, to no, be no. organic or something he wanted to do. So that's that's my thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Hey man, speak, speaking of speaking of good stuff that, that we watching and, and all that type of jazz, man. I want to put it out there, man. I am looking forward, and I don't know if you are. I'm, I'm going to ask you that, but looking forward to the new Mortal Kombat movie that drops next week. Hey man, the tra- trailer got me. After, got after, me after them last man. ones, bro, I'm good. <laughs> You're not giving it a chance. You're not even going. You're not even going to give it a peek. Man, that shit was horrible. That's like yeah, saying, "Do I want to watch the Street Fighter not. movie again?" No, nigga. They had a the nigga from the Adams family is him Bison. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They were still doing the split as Guile. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like once, once it's been what did they make two Mortal Kombat movies? Uh, oh. yeah, they made two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, and both them shits was trash. Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm excited about this one, man. From the trailers that I've seen, uh, I, I I'm excited. I'm I have high hopes, and I'm excited. That's the only way I can put it. So I'm definitely right. going to watch it. Uh, y'all probably find out the next podcast, depending on which day we record. Rather, I was satisfied with it or not, because I think it comes out the 26th or something. So all right, when you get disappointed, I want you to bring that same energy to the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be shit, like, man. I'm gonna be like these dirty motherfuckers. Oh, and that shit trash. I want you to be like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? That's that's just that's just, just a uh, that's just, just a uh, <laughs> just a surprise. I'm hammer somebody. He want to get his kids' picture. Nigga, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh man. 
this nigga here. <laughs> Damn hammer trying to get his kid's picture. We're gonna do put one on each peck. That's what we're here. That nigga gonna get the rising sun for one and the damn bonds not a tree for the other. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, nigga. This nigga. Oh no. Oh, dojo. Yeah, I know, right? Hammerson <laughs> dojo. <laughs> Yeah, all right, man. <laughs> brother. We're gonna have to talk to you. Oh no, <laughs> peace, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, niggas. Boy, I tell you, we're gonna talk to the hammer offline. Yeah, no, nah, I'm talking to the nigga now. Yeah, nigga talking about man. He going bigger, going home. I want to get my damn picture. He's not starting out with no words. He trying to get whole portrait. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, hey, man, that's crazy. Well, man, I think I think we about done, brother. So go ahead, man. Give us your uh, the, the moment, man. We can go ahead and wrap this bad boy up, man. Yeah, so here y'all go. Bowtie moment of the week. I hope this <laughs> resonates with y'all because it resonated with me. So it goes like this. Happiness isn't about, <clears throat> excuse me. Happiness isn't about getting what you want all the time. It's about loving what you have and being grateful for it. So that, that stuck out for Bowtie Fresh this week amidst all the things that are going on in our world and our society if Mike J and I talked about many of them there's tons more going on just being appreciative and staying grounded and, and feeling being blessed and appreciating your blessings for the things that you do have we all are in various situations we all have stuff going on but oftentimes we forget the small things and, and just being able to appreciate the things we have because I guarantee you there's someone who doesn't have what we have and they'd be very appreciative of what we have because they don't have that's the bow tie moment this week. All right, man. So that was definitely, man. Appreciate it. I know it was a little heavier episode than normal, man. But we tried to still give you some entertainment, some levity to all this deep stuff going on in the world. Then you can always check us out on the social medias. You know, all, all the link will be, our information will be on the link tree, link in the description of the episode. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us, and we will be back next week. We'll holler at y'all. Yeah, we'll give y'all an update on the hammer and his goddamn tattoo. Yeah, I'm like, damn, nigga, I might have, I might have to go with him for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both, bro. This is gonna oh, have to be a grown man ish outing. Yeah, record live from the tattoo parlor. Yeah, like, oh, like, oh, nigga, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> All right, <laughs> yo, man, this nigga's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let me leave that nigga alone, man. This is the same nigga that wanted to, that wanted to get kill somebody over a fake Wu Tang chain. All right, man. <laughs> All we right, holla at y'all next week. Peace.